Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves. Feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. If you're having girl problems, I feel bad for your son. Why not give us an email? <laughs> yeah, why hello, not? Hello at LukeandPeteShow.com. Get it in there early. Pete, yeah. I am in my favourite blooming place to be. What? Sat opposite you, oh. about to talk for half an hour or so of absolute nonsense. Um, I, th- I thought it was just a state of mind. No. I thought you'd gone to the Matrix, the happy place. I was being, um, I was exaggerating for effect. Shall we become an incel podcast? Red red pill, blue pill, all but, that business. I don't think, well, uh, this is the problem, see. There's there's two problems with that. Right. One, because I'm 37, I don't really understand it. And two... <laughs> That's the main problem. Let's make that very clear. Yeah, I don't think my heart would be in it. <laughs> <laughs> because we've had sex. Um, with, not, not, but not with each other recently. That's no, important. not recently. No. <laughs> no, no, not recently. No. I missed that. Um, there was a there was a period of time when we first became friends when your girlfriend at the time did send me a message on Facebook asking if we were having an affair. Oh, right, because we used to talk so much. Yeah. Yeah. It's so funny how we don't talk anymore, as Cliff Richard once said. He did. Sir Cliff Richard, business. if We're you don't business. mind. Sir Cliff Richard, if you We're don't We're all business. Mind. We're back to the Luke and Pete Show. I'm Pete Donaldson. I'm joined by Luke Moore, and this is how we do it every week. In the words of the great Montel Jordan. So, oh, sorry, Sir Montel Jordan, if you don't mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we talk about nonsense every week. It's yeah. unplanned, uh, but the bit that is planned mm. is, of course, your contributions, dear listener. Uh, you can get in touch with hello at lukeandpeteshow.com as Pete's already stated mm. and we're also on Twitter and Insta at Luke and Pete Show. Whoa. Recently on the show we've talked about um, so I normally do a top five don't I? Top five subjects of things we've talked about in the past. Yeah. Do you want a last week's stab? Yeah. Last time on Dragon Ball Z. There you go. We had your actually quite niche opinions about the, cha- about the Channel Islands. Uh, fro- Any feedback on that? I've not looked at the emails. Yeah, I- I've had to block a couple of words. I've had to mute a couple of words. Um, secondly, we had uh, front men with the best front man skills. Right. Okay. Remember? Yeah. Remember that bit? Bit of Tony Hawk. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, Hawk, yeah. The, the skateboarder, not the uh, the sort of the hawk. Yeah, broadcast. Tony the hawk. Yeah. Uh, we had the tallest freestanding structure in the UK, which you were disinterested in, and coming in at number one. 
Arm wrestling with actors that are particularly strong. Yes. So that's what we've been talking about recently. Mm. Um, if you've got anything to say on any of that sort of stuff, do email in. Um, Pete, what have you been up to this week uh, so far and what's been floating your boat, me old son? Uh, I mean, you went to the football and oh, yeah. I started following a Twitter account called JAV Titles. Now, if you're unfamiliar, uh, JAV, I think, stands for Japanese Adult Video. Oh, God. And basically, uh, this person uh, goes around looking at or basically reading the boxes of uh, Japanese adult videos uh, and translating them to English. And there are some delicious titles, Luke. (laughs) Can I just say, I started off uh, thinking, oh, God. And now I'm thinking, great. Yeah. This sounds brilliant. They're so technical and they're just, they're very long titles. um, And I don't know what's wrong with just, you know, barely legal six or... Big Boobies 7. Like, yeah. what's the, what, you know, I, I don't know what's wrong with that. I, I mean, apart from them, the barely legal thing, that's, bet, that's problematic. I bet but, some of them are truly delicious. <laughs> Tell us. Come on, Roger Moore would love it. Sir Roger Moore, sorry. So, um, so this is, uh, this is the, I'm literally reading from the top of the page. Uh, uh, they've tweeted like a million times with a million titles. Uh, so I'm probably picking out the wrong ones. But, but do, do self-censor this. Yeah. I, well, that, that's the thing. They are censored. Like, there's no horrible words in it. They're just very kind of, they're just kind of very generic kind of body parts. And this is a niche question, and, and but you are probably no, the person I know most equipped to answer it. Right. Answer it. Am I right in saying that in Japanese pornography, the genitals are pixeled out? Yes. Okay. Even though the whole of Japanese society seems to be um, the, um, the dedicated to um, getting men off. Um, for weirdly, for weird reasons, censorship reasons, uh, all of the genitalia are indeed blocky. So, I mean, if you, and I'm going to use you in this analogy very carefully, Rude. or story, sorry, example, if you went into a Japanese um, seller of, of hardcore pornography <laughs> and purchased something, it mm. would be legal to do so. Yes. But even though you've agreed, you want to do it, it's hardcore, you know what it is, mm. when you play it at home on your own, in the comfort of your own home, yep. it's going to be pixeled out. Yes, Okay. Right. so. Which it, it, which is strange, strange, very yeah. strange. Yeah. Um, uh, so, what must one, like Japanese young boys think? Think happens. Think, down there. think, think what their own genitals should look like. Well, exactly because, like, yeah, I mean, you don't see the penis, you don't see the vagina. So, like, you know what your penis looks like, and if you've never seen a vagina, hmm. I mean, yeah, I'm, like genitals by their very nature are aggressive, strange-looking. They're almost like, um, in one case, flowers, and the other one. A horrible root vegetable. Um, <laughs> yeah. Like, you must be so kind of like, oh, I, what have I got to do with this? Yeah. What have I got to do with this? No, nothing has ever been more clear about that when it comes to the male genitalia than when um, Ian Beefy Botham mm. sent a picture of his appendage, allegedly yeah. sent a picture of his appendage. Mm. He maintains for the record that it wasn't him. Um, allegedly sent a picture of his penis to a, a woman. And it, or a man. It was, no, but he did do it to a woman. Okay. Well, it, he, it was the, um, the, the, almost like, the most unsavoury item or part of a human being I could possibly imagine. And the worst shot you could possibly imagine From too. the worst angle. From the worst angle. It was yeah. below. You could see gut. You could see side of Beefy's head. Yeah. Uh, he said he'd been hacked. Yeah. What <laughs> a fall from grace from a previously fantastic sportsman. Yeah, he's not been a fantastic sportsman for a long time though. He's been a problematic individual for longer, hasn't he? 
That's a bit rich. I know. Right? <laughs> I've never been the sportsman. Maybe I'll become a sportsman later in life. Maybe even... I'll be a, a, an amazing crazy golfer or something. You haven't even got the world class sportsman get out of jail free card <laughs> in, in your locker. No, but if I do something terrible, he's been at that for ages. That's yeah. kind of his brand, to be at, honest. At what point does someone like Ian Botham become a terrible human being longer than he's become a great cricketer? Yeah, great I could cricketer. be like a bad, I could be personally like the bad boy of perverts. <laughs> Instead of like that, you know, like, uh, is it Nick? Well, that's the show title sorted. The bad boy of perverts. Yeah. Uh, right, here's your first uh, Japanese AV title Women in Ecstasy, Their Faces and Armpits. <laughs> it's, it's just a, it's very descriptive. Yeah, it really is. Naughty Girl Loves Cucumbers, Shinobu uh, Kitazawa. <laughs> Hello, Shinobu. Um, where have we got here? The Napes of 100 Women, the second collection. The Napes? Yeah, the neck. As in the neck. So weird. That is odd. <laughs> <laughs> Come penetration. So, I, some of them are a bit filthy. <laughs> <laughs> Explosive in pants hand job. In pants hand job, shame of not taking pants down feels good. The way- <laughs> I, think that means, I think that means it's all happening in the pants. Yeah. So you don't need to blur that out, I suppose, do you? Pants are very much the epicenter there. But when you said cum penetration, for some reason it really reminded me of uh, the John Betjeman poem. And I thought you were going to say, Come penetrate on fall on slough. <laughs> Oh, this one's beautiful. I can orgasm. This is such a long title. Yeah. I, I, How do they fit it on the, the thing? I know. Well, yeah. uh, you know, Kanji and Hiragana, it's very Katakana, it's very... Um, uh, thrifty. Very thrifty, but yeah. you, you can get a lot out okay. in a lot of space. <laughs> so, so to, to speak, speak yeah. in your pants. Uh, I can orgasm from the simplest little thing. An ultra-sensual, prematurely ejaculating office lady. I wanted to keep my ultra-sensuality a secret, but one day my boss found out. At first I started with some light sexual har- harassment, uh, but then things escalated from there. That's a title. That's, that's a title, isn't it? Yeah. It's mad, isn't it? Brevity is the soul of wit, William Shakespeare. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah. Oh, good. No suck lesbian nine people. All right, let's watch a couple of these. Then. Do you want to get them up on the... <laughs> you get them on the app, yeah. yeah. All wow. right. Well, yeah. um, I've got a few... Th- I mean, is that, is that all you've got from that sort of end of the trench, Pete? <laughs> Finding chubby girls meat like ham. Meat but like ham. I presume that's some it's kind meat of like... meat spelled M-E-A-T as well. They're big into rope binding out there, so I imagine it's uh. just... It's just comparing... Uh, chubby uh, Japanese ladies with ham. I mean, if you are listening for the delivery first surprise, song. cock pizza. <laughs> <laughs> the reason that's so good is because I've genuinely seen you do that. Um, if you're listening for the first time, that's enough now, Pete. If you're listening for the first time, I mean, we we will move beyond this sort of this filth. Um, I've got something. A little... Magnum. <laughs> Come on, one more then. Magnum grandfather. <laughs> Make any sense? All right, that was worth it. All that right. was worth it. Yeah. Well, it does make sense because the Magnum is known as a particularly like powerful gun, right? Yeah, I guess so, yeah. So it's a grandfather who's... Back! Fuck! Back! <laughs> who's a, grand... a barely legal spittoon bitch. <laughs> These are all titles we can use. I was talking about a grandfather whose, <laughs> pow- whose powers have not diminished despite his advancing years. <laughs> right, anyway, Peter, uh, that's enough. Yes. Put your phone I down. I will I not relax st- until you put your phone down. I can't stop. Right, one last one. Okay. Brilliant, beautiful female anchors driven so wild by cocks they foam at the mouth during a live broadcast. <laughs> it's more like phone's a headline. Phone's down. It's more like a sort of Breitbart headline. <laughs> um, I want to talk about... Um, Sex baby. Oh, first of all, um, Harry Taylor. I'm sorry, Harry, for you being the, um, the punctuation to that particular section. Mm. But that dems the brakes, my friend. Mm. That's what the Luke and Pete show do to you. Um, Harry got in touch on Twitter because we talked about fish and chips, didn't we, last time around? Or last week. And he said, um, Luke, um, you appear to be a fish and chips, you know, aficionado, whatever. Uh, I'm not. I just, just like eating them. He said, salt first or vinegar first. My local Ooh. chippy always goes salt first, which really pisses me off. 
But as a normal middle Eng- Englishman, I'm too scared to tell a man how to do his job. I think now, you'd have to re-salt afterwards. Exactly. Yeah. Absolutely, Absolutely vinegar first at all times. Yeah. Otherwise, the vinegar just washes the salt to the bottom. Do you ever use um, rock salt on chips? I Waste of time. Well, my friends at Mould and Sea Salt Pete, <laughs> have, uh, have furnished me over the years. Luke once did a video um, with... Um, some um, was he a chef or something? He was James Ramsden, a chef of some, some repute, by James the way. James Ramsden, is and he related to pop- Harry Ramsden? He the, is, uh, yeah. Oh, the chip shop guy. I think he's the grandson, the great grandson. Ah, yeah. swordless, isn't he? Um, yeah, uh, he was um, basically um, flogging some sea salt, and um, Luke was involved in the uh, in the what would you call it? Like a little video, like a little. Oh, in the game, we call it branded content. A little, little bit of branded content. Yeah, yeah I should know that. Yeah, um, but yeah, it wasn't my finest hour. But James is absolutely lovely and remains very successful. Not only. Is he a, a good chef? He's actually the owner and proprietor of a Michelin-style restaurant now. So Ooh. he deserves credit, even if I deserve none. I bet he'd know which order um, to put the um, salt on. I bet he does, yeah. Mm. I bet he does. Um, I um, Yeah, I wanted to bring... So he's got that out of the way from, from Harry. Mm. I wanted to bring to the table a couple of... I know you don't really like animals, but I really want to bang this drum. Just for, I like just, animals. You, but when we had a discussion about doing stuff before, you said you don't want to do anything with animals. No, I just think it's very... Um, I think it's squared away elsewhere. <laughs> Okay, fine. So it's being it's been, wildlife. The public are being well served in yeah. other areas. Fair enough. Um, so I, I did I, find out that yellow is it yellow jackets uh, in America. They're just like wasps. I didn't. I thought they were completely different. Um, oh, is it just what animal. they call wasps? Yeah. It? Okay. I killed a wasp I've been, yesterday. I've been watching. Oh, I've been watching. You know, they eat meat. They like to catch a, a wasp. Um, you just like they'll just eat rotted meat because they're um, they're little babies. Uh, they eat uh, meat. So if you leave out like chicken and stuff, they'll just they they they, they attack your food because they want meat. They want proteins. For their kids. So not sugar as, as is often no, stated. No, no. So, I mean, I th- Why no, do they I like think... jam so much? So then themselves will eat um, sugar and sugar water. But um, I think to feed their babies, they need something with a bit more protein. So they go for meat. Yeah, but I'm not yeah, trying no. to attract wasp. I'm trying to do the opposite to that. Yeah. Oh, well, don't eat meat then. Okay. Go it's veggie. Um, they also, as, as is often stated, when they sting, they leave a pheromone out to attract other wasps. Did you know oh, that? Is that right? Yeah, which is horrendous. Go, have a go. Do you remember that wasp we talked? Those wasps we talked about inside those figs back in the day. Oh yeah, yeah. that was um, like second or third episode. Yeah, when I gave a shit. Yeah, uh, but... wasp and hornet nest scare me. They yeah. look like something from another world. Have you seen that Black Mirror episode with the um, the sort of AI fly uh, bees? No, it's brilliant. Mm. So essentially, oh, very quickly, I'm getting sidetracked again. This is the name of the game with this. I show. will do this. Um, Black Mirror obviously is fantastic, and there's an episode. I think it's the feature length episode at the end of season three, and I forget mm. what it's called. I think it might be called Hated in the Nation. And uh, the premise is not actually this, but one of the setups is that because of the decline in bee population, um, a particular um, you know, like on all those films now, these near future science fiction films, you have like a Mark Zuckerberg type character. Mm. And the guy in this particular one, he's developed a load of things. I think like in the in the show they call them ADIs, mm. um, and they are essentially they're, they're AI little nano robots that that replicate um, bee activity. Mm. So they're everywhere. There's yep. like thousands of them everywhere, and they mm. buzz around. They and they pollinate flowers, and they do different bits and pieces. And obviously, it turns out that they're not quite what you think they are, and um, they're doing surveillance and that kind of stuff. But it just reminded me of it. But they've got it's funny because you know the little details in Black Mirror. So the um, the hives that mm. they are programmed to build themselves mm. are like eight bit hives. It's oh, really cool. Nice. Yeah, yeah. I thought of you when I saw nice. it. Nice. But um, anyway, I can't remember the original point. But um, it's, it's a good episode. You should watch it. Um, but I want to talk about previously thought um, extinct species because apparently a British holidaymaker um, has discovered a like tree kangaroo in the rainforest of Indonesia mm. that was thought to be extinct for ninety years. And I just love that. I just love the idea that the animal itself doesn't give a shit. 
Oh, so, yeah, it's just getting so, on with it. Yeah, so if, <laughs> if you don't see me, that's your problem, pal. Yeah, but 90 years later, the, the Wandi, it's probably called the Wandiwo tree kangaroo. It's on the top 25 most wanted lost species, and it's evaded adventurers and zoologists since 1928. Isn't it funny that, like, we're almost, we take it almost as an affront? How dare you? Yeah. Well, you know, when we see, like, one of those giant octopuses like, in, 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 in the sea, we're like, yeah. how. What we've caught this on an oil rig camera? What's yeah. going on? Yeah. I can't believe they're this. terrifying those videos. Oh. But, this, but this um this tree guy was was uh, sorry this tree guy this tree kangaroo was found by a guy um like a tourist but he's he's got an interest in orchids. Right. He was looking for types of orchids in in West Papua in mm. in I guess in Indonesia. Um and yeah, he just happened happened upon it. Happened upon this it's funny. Kangaroo. It looks it looks like a oh. teddy bear. It's weird. Um, oh. Anyway, so that that's quite interesting. But just very very quickly before we move on to to emails. I was listening to Radio 4 uh, yesterday or the day before or whatever, and um, they were talking about a, a, a species of bird. This is along the same theme. Mm. A species of bird that was almost extinct in the Bahamas. Um, or, oh, no, sorry, yeah. A, a species of bird that's almost extinct in the, in the Bahamas. So they got an expert on and talked about how you bring a species of bird like that back from the brink of extinction, mm. essentially. Mm. And um, I mean, this is a bit of a plea to people out there in case they know, and they'll know much more than me. The guy on the radio was talking about... Um, bringing a species of bird back successfully from one surviving female. Only. Right, okay, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. I, and this blows my tiny mind mm. because I don't know how that's possible. Did it? Did, he didn't explain did it. it. Did it? <laughs> he just went, <laughs> was, I just, just moved on. Yeah. Oh, of course, the so-and-so bird was brought back from one surviving female in 1997 or something like that. It, it, was, it was literally, that's all he said. Isn't it, isn't it funny how uh, we have such precious ideas about what constitutes a male and a female in our, in our world? And obviously, the lines are blurring uh, as we head into 2018. You know, th- things are changing massively, um, and um, which is detailed in this Japanese AV. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, now, um, like things are blurring uh, a lot, and, and as older people, we're sort of like, oh, I'm struggling to keep up with pronouns and stuff like that. I'm, I'm, I'm struggling. But in the animal world, you can... You know the, the the lines between male and female are blurred so quickly and yeah. so often in a lot of in a lot of species in the biological world. That's absolutely true. But I I I'm talking about the the method. I mean, birds seem. I don't think I've seen that in birds before. Like how no. you how you manage to create um, two reproductive cells of different um, yeah. sexualities. So it must have been done by um, sexes rather. It must have been done. Yeah, obviously in some sort of um, some sort of scientifically developed way. Obviously, or maybe it, maybe did they get did they get a bird that was very close to it? Or oh man, yeah, but then that, that, that's what I this thought is, initially. This but is I thought, why we're not scientists? Yeah, but that's what I thought initially, and I thought about that as well when it came to the woolly mammoth. Oh, well, what you do is you because they're so well preserved in the Siberian ice, you get some tissue, you rebuild the DNA. An elephant. Yeah, and yeah, and they use an elephant to make up the rest of it. Well, I'm sorry, that's not a mammoth. No, that's an Ella mammoth. Get that, get that, get that thing out of my sight. That's a mammothant. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, that's Mister Snu- Snuffleupagus. If, yeah, that's the Gruffalo. <laughs> if, if you um, if you do know any more than us, and let's and let's be fair, it's absolutely likely. How did they make um, a bird out of nothing? Yeah, how do they make a bird? Out? How do they make a nut hatch out of nothing? One reproductive uh, cell. I'm um, speaking of busting a nut hatch. Um, Sorry. You were talking about it earlier. Let's um, go to email, shall we? But should we yeah. have a little break first, people? All right, all right then. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm lip fillers. 
With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. The problem appears to be that we haven't got our photo ID to try and travel to Scotland, which, as far as I can remember, was in the British Isles. What can we do? We're utterly hamstrung by these thick-headed people wearing orange suits. Wow. I like it when he says the really... He's in Guantanamo. The really passive-aggressive... Yeah. The really passive-aggressive nature of him saying... As far as I can remember, yeah. it was in the UK. Listen, mate, imagine, you know it's in the UK and so do I, so stop that. I mean, we've had a sexy start the show, but imagine that guy fucking. Oh. I'm putting it in now. As far as I remember, <laughs> I'm erect. I'm going to put it in you as far as I remember. <laughs> disgusting little Yeah, what a pig. disgusting man. What a disgusting Listen, little... Um, and if anyone um, knows about disgusting men, it's you and I, Peter. Correct. Um, do you want to go first for <clears throat> it on the email yeah, front? We've got right. loads, by the way. Okay, well, I've gone back to uh, a couple of weeks ago, to be honest, to grab my emails, because I think it's important to uh, keep bring up the rear, so to speak. Yeah. JV. Uh, Mike, <laughs> or Mick, maybe. Either way, it's M-I-C. So, like, I mean, for me, that's Mike, isn't it? Microphone. Shot well, microphone, in the it? game we're in, Donnie, that's exactly. microphone all day long. Exactly. That's Mike. Uh, long time, first time, batteries, Huang. Okay. 
Wow. A solid start. Mm. Um, in episode 89, Luke brought up the topic of record industry excesses in relation to single-slash-album releases that cost the artists more money than sales recoup. The new order track that was sold in packaging, more expensive than the record itself. I think it was in some kind of like um, floppy disk kind of pastiche because uh, it was die cut, it was, yeah. the, the, it was. The, the cardboard, uh, was in fact the original sleeve for Blue Monday, the biggest selling 12-inch of all time. Uh, the band lost 5p per record sold. I'm sure they'd be able to uh, make that back up elsewhere. Um, I was also reminded that the original vinyl pressing of the Rolling Stones' Sticky Fingers was in a sleeve uh, which uh, featured a working zipper. This sleeve famously depicted up a, a male crotch clad in jeans. Unfortunately, the zipper would damage the records when they were stacked and shipped. <laughs> Not only do I own one of those, Pete, I've got it on my wall in my living room. Mm. Oh, really? With the zipper and everything. Yeah. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Uh, after this was discovered, future shipments had to have the zip partially undone so that the zipper would sit towards the middle of the record and do no damage, a step that proved time-consuming and costly because, obviously, it's a big old uh, situation. Um, have you ever bought... Um, uh, Ewan from Aberdeen talks about the um, spiritualised ladies and gentlemen we are floating in space um, special edition, which obviously came in like a blister pack. Kind of. Did we talk about it last yeah, week? Yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you ever bought the special edition of every, anything apart from that Rolling Stones thing you just mentioned? I didn't actually buy that. My mum gave it to me. Right, okay. Uh, no, I don't think oh, so. so. Okay, right. I've got a load of... I've got a collection of um, seven-inch singles mm. from all over the place, really. A, a different... Um, different uh, eras uh, I've got a couple of fairly valuable ones but I've never bought like the only ones I would have would be like the, the special edition clear vinyl or the special editions right okay picture disc or whatever yeah, yeah, I don't yeah, have any of those famous ones yeah right? I'm just sort of thinking that like, that like video game wise I think I've never sp- spent more money on the special edition of anything because I've never loved anything that much well, but I, I have I, bought like remember that automaton um, um, instrument that yeah. stupid thing that we played a little um, it looks like a, a musical note in it looks 3D. like a musical note in 3D um, I do have a lot of those and I did when I came back from um, Korea slash a little bit in Japan uh, a few weeks ago I bought a Kirby branded automaton now right. if you know about my experience with these bloody instruments none of them work like, what they is work Kirby? For- uh, Kirby, the Nintendo character, he eats everything. Okay, <laughs> that's his thing. He just eats okay. everything. He okay. sucks it all in, and he's a pink thing. He's okay. a sort of big. Oh, I pink think I can picture of, yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, you know, d- definitely like second tier kind of Nintendo character, like Dizzy Egg or something. <laughs> well, I think more units have been shifted of Kirby games than Dizzy games. Right, that's, that, that, that says more about the society than anything. It says more about the Oliver Twins than anything. Yeah. Um, I did buy a special edition, uh, Kirby version of. Uh, the, the automaton but I'm not going to open it because my experience with these automatons is they work for about two months and then they die they just die they're not very well made so what I'm going to do is I'm going to leave this in the packaging it might be worth something one day uh, and it'll be like Schrodinger's instrument I don't know whether it works or it doesn't work <laughs> yeah. that's what I'm excited good idea. about it's, like, it's, it's going to be this beautiful kind of mystery for me that's a good idea a colourful pink mystery part of the reason I don't really go involved JV. get involved with all these special, special edition stuff is because I'm I'm too impatient to not Open it. Open it, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. I don't understand the, yeah. uh, the 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 people who sort of... People who collect those um, Funko Pops. Have you seen those Funko Pop things? They're Sometimes the most... you just say words that I have no idea. <laughs> I've never heard before. They're um, little vinyl toys, but they've got square heads. And you will have seen them because they're right. massive. And they are the most unlovable pieces of shit I've ever seen in my life. They are... Um, I'm going to Google it now. Yeah, yeah, yeah just Funko Pops. Uh, basically, they uh, have um, you know grabbed every IP going and made a version. of Oh the no, I have Pops, seen those. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And no, made a version from called. from wrestling to uh, video games uh, to TV shows. The one is a minion. Vid- minion. I mean, how does that work? Just looks like a minion. That's just a minion. Yeah. That's just that they're messing around there. Um, but yeah, they are the most unlo- people who collect. Um, uh, with the great respect to the people who do collect them, get something with a bit more. Huh. 
flair. I want, I want an Eric Cartman one. <laughs> um, all right, yeah, fair enough. I hate them so much. Let's talk about um, let's talk about Duran Duran. If that's okay with you. All right then. This has got a bit of a multimedia element to it. This email. Oh, um, do you want me to send you a link, or should I just play it from my laptop? Play from your laptop and put it in the thing. We'll okay, right. Figure out. So um, this is from Alessio, who says, uh, "Greetings from Kenya. Ooh. I've recently discovered your excellent show, and I'm slowly working my way through all the episodes from the very beginning." Well, you'll you'll eventually reach an episode where I'm in Kasumu in Kenya. Yes, you will, yeah. That's something to look forward to. You'll also have a largely appalling time. One minor correction, says Alessio, from your early, one of your early shows, is Simon Le Bon's infamous false note at Live Aid mm. came during a rendition of A View to a Kill and not Wild Boys, as stated by Pete. Oh, Wild Boys was not actually performed that night. Now, I don't remember this, but you were obviously waxing lyrical about a famous um, bum note that Simon Le Bon hit during this performance. Now, I didn't even know this existed. This has completely passed me by. Yeah, well, it, um, it, he does it, and then the guitarist, who I forget his name, really yeah. gives him a, a, a dirty look. Yeah, so um, Andy Taylor. So um, let me finish mm. the email, and I'll play you the mm. clip, because it's funny. It's only short. Uh, Duran Duran's performance at Live Aid in Philadelphia was notable for a couple of reasons. It was the final time the original five members of the band performed live together until oh. 2001, as Roger and Andy Taylor were soon to leave the band after Live Aid. But nobody knew this at the time, of course. The band was actually on an extended break during 1985 and had not performed together in over a year. Simon Le Bon's inadvertent falsetto was followed by a very visible eye roll from guitarist Andy Taylor, as you say, Pete, <laughs> captured on film, which perhaps summed up the tensions that existed among the band members at the time. The band's lack of chemistry on stage was very noticeable. Now, I understand that if you're not a fan of Duran Duran or neither care, um, just bear with me because I'm going to play you the video at the end. It's funny. In later interviews, it was revealed that the band had only agreed to pause their hiatus and perform together at Live Aid um, because they were huge in America um, and their presence would have helped with ticket sales and TV audiences. And it was basically done as a favour to Bob Geldof. But right. A View to a Kill was in fact top of the American charts on that day, giving Duran Duran a unique opportunity of performing the US number one live to a world audience. Um, so I imagine it helped them shift a few units as well. Um, so thanks for a great podcast. Looking forward to the next episode. Now, when we talk about front men hitting bum notes... Mm. Yeah, you know, shit happens, right? Mm. A guitarist messes up a solo. I've mm. seen bands have to start shows again, or songs again. Yeah, you know, this is the absolute apex, the number one bum note ever. One because it's, it just is. <laughs> Two because of the audience. It's amazing. <laughs> it's a, a global audience, the likes of which we will never see again. And it is a, it's a real piece of work. He really goes for it, and he just got his vocal cords take him into a cul-de-sac that yes. it's really hard to get out of. Yes. You actually have to swallow to recover from. And also, I like the idea of him thinking, oh, do you think anyone noticed? <laughs> yes, the whole world noticed. You're on worldwide TV. <laughs> this is possibly the biggest TV audience of all time. <laughs> so yes, they definitely noticed it. By the way, the song's also number one, so everyone knows it. <laughs> Ready? Here we go. Listen to this. If you've heard this before, enjoy it again. If you haven't, you're in for a treat. Mm. <laughs> it's the look from, from Andy Turley. He just goes, oh, for fuck's sake. You want to hear it again? Hear it again. It's all awesome. we need. It's <laughs> <laughs> got, got a lovely jacket on. It was Very dressed as you'd man. imagine a man from Duran Duran to be dressed in Didn't 1985. Didn't he? Uh, told me that, uh, my best mate told me that um, he picked um, his wife out of a magazine. Apparently so, yeah. I want that one. Yasmin Le Bon? Yasmin Le Bon. Yeah. I mean, to be honest, if you're going to walk around with the name Le Bon, yeah, Pete. you're right for a Le Bon marriage for me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. but the thing is, Pete, you pick a girl out of a magazine and everyone's got an opinion on it. <laughs> <Hey>? <laughs> uh, 
I know, right? There we go. Oh, wonderful. What's next? I enjoyed that immensely. Uh, Mark, just a couple of... Um, we've not touched on batteries for such a long time. Okay. It's become a motif of the show. People get involved, but, but not... People get involved, but I think it's well worth reminding people of the... Um, the genesis of the show, yeah. uh, we, we picked up on battery brands quite early. So like the few ep- first few episodes was all about what batteries have you got in your remote control. Yeah, I'd happily, um, you know, uh, draw a line, um, scribble a line under this and just sort of go, look, we're not going to talk about batteries anymore. But there are some wonderful, um, wonderful yeah. battery brands out and, there. And, and the, the thing that's important to stress as well is this came from like either you or I mm. looking in a remote control and thinking, why do you see such weird brands of batteries? Yeah that are sold with electronic goods. Yes. That generally speaking, you can't really buy in the shop. No. Like rebranding of batteries with really odd, unthought unthought through sort of n- names and brands. Going, and that's where it came from. Going through the um, sewing machine uh, district, and there is a sewing machine district uh, of uh, Seoul in Korea, um, just strolling around and seeing basically a whole uh, micro community um, focused on um, fixing uh, sewing machines uh, and 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 but electronic uh, ones, not old fashioned. Electronic ones, ones and old fashioned ones. All it, right. it depends. Um, it was just all different sewing machines. But then the next district was just um, kind of um, haberdashers, people selling bits of ribbon and bits of cloth and badges and stuff like that. So yeah. all of these kind of like you know those big skate brands like Supreme and stuff. Yeah, people were selling the original slash not original hooky versions of these Supreme badges and stuff. And I was thinking, huh. I just get. I'll just get... But they were like kind of like off-brand, kind of like Supreme with something added in, like Supreme Nike edition. Why were they doing that? Just speculation. They print out like a, like a, a hundred different brands. It's not illegal in Korea to do that. Well, yeah, but IP is so, so kind of hard to follow, isn't it, out right. in the Far East? Because, okay. you know, the Because the you have those there. proper, like, you have those Apple shots which look like Apple shots, but they're not Oh, official, yeah, but they're right? not, and they just sell Android shit. And in all China, kinds yeah. Of nonsense. yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, Mark came in with this. Uh, whilst while we were the hours on my council job, I happened across the, the battery recycling bin and immediately thought of you guys. I know this isn't necessarily playing by the rules of what batteries are in, in your remote, but I found some real gems. Amongst the uh, other hundreds of everyday batteries were these. Chameleon, spelt incorrectly, always huh. ready. C-A-M-E-L-I-O-N. Huh. Um, that's, uh, like, that's like camel lion. <laughs> camel lion. I think I've seen those before, but I thought it was camel lion. I've only just realised that it's, it's chameleon. What a shimmer. Yeah. <laughs> um, Universal Electronics, GP1800. Uh, Chevron, I think we've had Chevron before, like it, which I quite like. Yeah. Um, Eclipse, this is where it gets uh, interesting. Uh, Vinic. Which yeah, kind of looks Vinic. like Vinic. Have we had Vinic before? We've had Vinic Ultra Vinic? before, definitely. Oh, no, okay. Dick Smith. That's not Have one. we had a Dick Smith? No, we've never had no. that. Is oh, that the well. guy who wrote Stick of the Dump? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's incredible, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, Dick, Dick Smith. It's the scene that keeps on mining that. It's the, it's, the, it's the gift that keeps on giving, I'm telling you. If you think that we haven't featured your favourite battery brand before, we will have done. Uh, you've just yeah. missed it because there are 80 odd episodes of this bloody nonsense. Yeah, the general rule is if you tweet the at Luke and Pete show on Twitter... It better be good. ...with a, with a battery brand, if it's one I haven't seen before, I'll always quote tweet it with, a new player has entered the game. Yeah, yeah, okay. If you get ignored, it's because you ain't good enough. Right? <laughs> I'm not replying to every single one of them. No, that would be um, madness. That's the battery up. Let's bring people up to speed with the battery. We've got time for one more real yeah, quick? Yeah, one more email. Yeah, lovely. This is a good one. This is a, I've, I've titled this email, Dad of the Year. Dad I think it will, year, I think yeah. it will touch you, Pete, and our listeners. Um, it's from Tom. He says, uh, good morning, gents. Just listen to episode 91 where you talked about the things your respective fathers brought home from work. So I thought I'd let you know what my dad decided to bring home. Back in the early 90s, Thunderbirds were experiencing a bit of a renaissance. Do you remember that? Uh, And as a six-year-old, I was obsessed. I had everything from duvet covers to lunchboxes. However, there was one thing I couldn't get my grubby little mitts on. Thunderbird 5. See, while Thunderbirds 1 through 4 were readily available to any decent Toys R Us, RIP, 
the manufacturers in their infinite wisdom decided that no self-respecting child would want Thunderbird 5. Was this, that the rocket? This was the space station ah. uh, and was therefore only in a few of the episodes. Right. My dad at the time was an engineer for a well-known aircraft manufacturer in Bristol. Being a great father, he took Thunderbird 3, which docked into the side of Thunderbird 5, <laughs> and into work and spent a whole night modelling and reverse engineering a Thunderbird 5 for me. Nice. When he brought the finished article home, I was overjoyed. However, the only downside is that the only material he could acquire was aluminium. Therefore, the child's toy was heavier than I could actually lift. Heavier uh, and uh, But what and a touching story that is. That's lovely. If, if I could, if, I'm not a father. You know, mm. I hope to be one day. But I imagine if you could sum up the love for a father and his child there, you'd do it at that email. My, uh, He's dad, worked all night on that. Yeah. My da- well, probably longer, to be honest. Yeah. That sounds like a well, We don't know how good he is as an engineer. <laughs> My dad uh, made me a garage, uh, a little um, kind of... Uh, you could like drive the cars in and drive the cars out and stuff. Oh, you great. made it out of wood and, 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 and little bits of plastic and stuff. Yeah. And it like, like, I do wonder where that, th- I had it until I was like 18 and like my dad and mum being the non-nostalgic beings that they are, they probably tricked straight in the skip. Do you know what my parents do? Right. So if I, um, say I'll lend my mum a book, right. Mm. I say, oh yes, but you'll like it. Yeah, you can, you can have it or you can borrow it or whatever. And, and a couple of weeks later I'll go see them and my mum says, oh, I'll finish that book. I really enjoyed it. Um, I'll put it in that I'll put it in this bag for you do you want me to put it in the car and I'll be like oh yeah okay fine she'll put it in the car obviously the bag contains about 500 other things from her loft that she doesn't want decides that they're mine and I have to take them back to my house yeah. which by the way is tiny yeah, she, she wants to just pass them all off all the time yeah I don't know what it, I think we spoke about this before my mum's obsessed with the fact that the loft has things in it so when we go you yeah. have to clear out that loft this is a filing cabinet and two boxes I, we, there's nothing up there there's a couple yeah. of eyes that are in my books some back issues of private eye. That's it. And they're all my dad's. Cut like, the pornos. Not pornos, mate. Cut yeah. Sexy calendar. Cut the couple of big ones. Big ones? <laughs> yeah. Mate, I'm, I'm, I'm not into big ones anymore. I'm into it, Japanese AV. Yeah, we're not getting into that again. Let's get out of here. We're out of Let's time. Let's get out of here, yeah. Uh, thanks very much for listening. Hello at LukeandPeacher.com. If you want to contribute to this foul jamboree, you'd be very welcome to do so. We read every single one of your emails. And if you get a spare moment, please leave us a nice review on iTunes or wherever you get your pods. We'll be back on Thursday. Say goodbye, uh, goodbye, Peter. A pussy-faced bride. She was born to take cocks in the face. And it's good from, <laughs> goodbye from me. That's a birthday fest, isn't it? <laughs> Defecation Chinese restaurant. <laughs> Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. 
Sign up with code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.